I don't have any kids, but my friends have, <laughs> they have lots and lots of kids. They have a lot of kids. And they're starting to get into college. And one guy said his daughter, and I cannot remember the school that she was going to. I wish I could remember. But he said that the tuition bill came in for the first year, and it is $78,700 for tuition for this girl's freshman year of school. $78,700. And let's just round that up to 80000 So over four years, you pay... $320,000. And that doesn't even, that's just tuition. Doesn't include room and board. Doesn't include books. I mean, you're looking at 400000 That's insane. It is crazy town. It is madness how much college costs. It's really, really gotten out of control. And all this nonsense about canceling student loans. We'll get to that in, in a bit. But that's not the, not only is it not the solution, like we have to talk about the problem. We have to talk about how we got here. But we're getting to the point where it just doesn't make economic sense for most people to go to college. It just doesn't make it. What job? So $400,000. What job are you going to get that makes that worthwhile? And by the way, like not even banking does that anymore. Banking doesn't pay that good anymore. So you you literally have to be like a successful, a very successful entrepreneur or I don't know, like where, what job do you get where you can pay off $400,000 of student loan debt and, and have something for yourself? It doesn't exist. So it makes no economic sense. So for the vast majority, I'm going to, you know, just I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm going to say this right up front. I'm going to say for the vast majority of people, what you should do is go to state school and pay in-state tuition or you don't go to college. That's simple because $400,000 doesn't make any sense. Neither does $300,000 and $200,000 doesn't really make any sense either. None of that makes any sense to go to a private school and pay like half a million dollars in tuition. It's insane. I, you know, so I, I think we just have to get comfortable with the idea that you don't have to go to college. You don't have to go to college. You can do fine without going to college. So you just have to abandon this notion that going to college is like a golden ticket of some kind. And it's going to lead to, I don't know. You know, there's a university here in Myrtle Beach in Conway. It's called Coastal Carolina University. And it's not a super expensive school. I want to say the in-state tuition is about 20000 And out-of-state is probably about 50000 But this, you know, Coastal Carolina is not an exceptional school, and it is basically, if you're not an exceptional student, it's a pipeline to waiting tables. And that doesn't make economic sense if you're paying $50,000 a year to go to school. Maybe it's $40,000. I don't, it, I'm not off by much. I don't know. But $300,000 in debt or $400,000 in debt, nobody can manage that much debt. And that's, that's, a, that's a big mortgage, at an 8% interest rate. I mean, we talk all the time about how if you get a mortgage, you you actually, over the life of the mortgage, you pay for the house twice. Yeah, you'll pay for it three times at 8% interest. So there's just not, there's no jobs where you're going to earn that kind of money. And by the way, the number one, 
<laughs> number one bad decision, bad financial decision that you can make is to go to a second or third tier law school is the number one bad financial decision you can make because we have so many lawyers in this country and they don't, people think, Oh, you're a lawyer. You get paid a ton of money. Actually. No, it's not the case. If you go to a second or third tier law school, there's, we have lawyers in Myrtle beach that are on food stamps. Like, Making thirty-five dollars or $45,000 is pretty common if you don't go to a top-tier law school. And then you have $200,000 in debt. It just does not work. Why do people do this? And the, the amazing thing about this is that nobody learns. Like we have, you know, we have like 10 or 15 years of experience with this where people have loans after loans after loans. And yet people still go to college. It's like lemmings just going off a cliff. It's like walking into a giant spinning blade like in some horror movie. Like, you know, you don't have to go to college. You don't. It will be fine. And we'll talk about some alternatives. The one exception is, the one exception is, if you get into Harvard or Yale or maybe Stanford, um, then you go doesn't matter how much it costs, you go. That is a golden ticket. That actually, if you have a sheepskin from Harvard, that you can pretty much do anything in life, including be president or be on the Supreme Court or whatever, or run Facebook. So there's a lot of exceptional people that goes to those schools, and that actually is a golden ticket. So why is this happening? Why is college so danged expensive? Why is it expensive? Well, you know, we don't learn this either, but when you subsidize something, the price goes up. And basically what we have is an implicit subsidy for higher education. And the reason we have this implicit subsidy is the government is a price-insensitive buyer of tuition. And price-insensitive means it doesn't, they don't care what the price is. The government will loan any amount of money to anybody with no credit checks for you to go to college. So they are a price insensitive buyer of higher education. And if you look at everything in the world that's expensive, including medical care and pre prescription drugs, the reason they are expensive is because we have price insensitive buyers. Medicare is, is yeah, actually Medicare does have some price discipline, but uh, the insurance companies are price insensitive buyers. They will pay whatever. So this is why we have super, super expensive higher education. The col colleges are subsidized through these student loans. So I go and I take out $200,000 in student loans. That money goes to the college or university and that pays you know, for teacher salaries and administration and athletics and everything. And it just contributes to these corrupt, bloated institutions known as universities. And by the way, you know, these universities, it's a business and they compete, even though they're nonprofits, it's still a business and they compete with each other. They try to get you to go there and they don't compete on the basis of the education. Nobody says, come here, we have the best education. Nobody says that. They say, come here, we have a brand new athletic facility or come here, we have these college dorms that are that have like a swimming pool and a, you know I mean that's how they compete with each other is through amenities. So colleges, which used to be pretty sparse, you know I mean I went to you know I had 
I was in a military academy, but I had like a wooden bed, like, you know, wooden wardrobe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you saw the conditions that I, that I lived in when I was going to school, you just would have been appalled. But no, it's, they compete on amenities and like how ridiculously, you know, uh, obscene these, you know, the amenities are at these places. It's massive. The other, the other thing about this, and we'll, we'll come back in a couple seconds. The other thing about this is um, these, uh, <laughs> you know, the people running these universities, if, if they were capitalists, they would just take all this money and turn a giant profit. But instead of turning a profit and people getting rich, they, uh, they just hired a bunch of useless people to work as administrators.